I'm alongside Adam McShane. This is the Adam Asks Chuck podcast. Uh, we're above the comedy club on state. Uh, they have listened to the podcast. They wanted to make it very clear that when we start the podcast that this is not endorsed by them. Uh, they said, do not let anyone think that this is at all something that the comedy club on state is involved with in any any sort of way from a quality standpoint. They want to make that very clear and... Uh, they also said we should reconsider some things in life. I don't know what that meant, but hi, I'm Adam McShane. I was going to see how long I could go without speaking. Um, if you carried this whole thing the whole way, I would have been very proud of you. <laughs> I would have I I I even been mad. Uh, get forty minutes in and be like, uh, I understand you have a question for me today. Yeah. Uh, did do you want to just get into it then? Um, I have a lot of questions for you. Why your shoes are hanging up over there? I can answer that very easily. Okay, I might know, know too. Yeah, it's uh, it did some flooding outside, both feet. Insane in, flooding. Yeah, like nothing I've ever seen. Up to the tailpipes of uh, little children sitting on the curb. Yeah, so <laughs> ended up in a couple of big old puddles. Socks are done for. I'm just gonna take them outside and throw them at a homeless person, and uh, the shoes. I, if I can get those dry enough, then I can. I'm just gonna go no socks for this mic, and so I'm. I'm I've got each shoe on a microphone stand so that I can get maximum air exposure. Trying to dry them out that way over the course of the podcast. It's a good. It's a good method. I think uh, that's a little fun reveal too. If you're like, oh, you thought that joke was good, I did it while not wearing socks. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I think that's Cat Williams bit. Oh, it could be. Um, how do you feel about sock length? Are you one of these low-cut, pretend you're not wearing socks people, or are you like knee-high till the question. 4th of July? Uh, no, I go, if I'm wearing shorts, they're going to be like below the ankle socks or like at the ankle socks, whatever it is. And if I'm wearing jeans, I'm going to go crew sock because I don't like the look. You're wearing jeans, you f- like fold one leg over the other, and people see the ankle. ankle. I want to be like, I'm covering it up, I'm covering it all up. Yeah, ankle's grosser when there's not the rest of the leg, which is odd. Because it's not yeah. that the the, ma- the male leg is that all that appealing, but it's just... I'll show off my whole leg, but if I'm if I'm not making that decision... Just I'm a not, hairy ankle out of nowhere. It's like something I, uh, cre- creeping out of a third portal just looking at you. You remember back in the day, everybody used to... I remember. We'd, we'd go high sock, and we'd scrunch them down. Were you doing that? Actually, yeah, I, th- I think at some point maybe. That was we the were look. young at different times. That's but, um, a little true, but yeah, I, that's how people used to wear the side. When you see like B roll of fat people, and they only show from the B-roll waist. B roll of fat people. You know what I'm talking about? They're like America, fatter than ever in, on the news. Yeah, and they would they would show everybody socks. from the from the waist down, and it about all, all these fat guys that got their socks scrunched down. Is that you, here's you, the thing that I don't get? This isn't my question yet. We'll get into that. But um, I thought the sock thing was the question. I don't know. It seems like a very fine line between fatness holding things up or keeping them down, i.e. socks, pants. Mm. It's like they've I guess it's all where it sits on the fat. If well, it's above the bulge. There's always a there's that fat guy who makes the decision to wear his pants at his outermost point. Oh yeah. Like it's the hemisphere of his planet. Uh, does that cuz you know Dave the barber, right? right. 
You ever yeah, see I do where, know Dave the, the way that guy wears his pants. I'm not going to name where he works, uh, but it's a barber shop from my hometown. And it's called the Venona Barber Shop, and. Uh, he I'm so great. sorry, Dave. He's a great guy. Good barber, except for the time he well, had a flat cut. That's every time. So this little <laughs> background. This uh, I go to a barber shop near Charlie. Always got to sit and wait for Colleen and just look at the other barbers who have no work to do and feel bad. But the one time Colleen was out of town, I'm like, all right, Dave, you've been <laughs> you've been looking at me on the bench there for long enough. <laughs> I'm putting you in and just. Uh, Brutal. He thinks everyone's in the military. I'm pretty sure he was in the Navy, and uh, I think maybe he's one of those, like, I didn't know they really existed, but those, like, I, I, I'm gay because I was in the Navy people, but my wife doesn't know. I think uh, he might be one of those guys. Could be. He did love a good bobblehead. Um, he always had all the brewery bobbleheads there. that store that they're advertising about bobbleheads. What? You hear that on the radio? There's this ad about, uh, we got a store with all these bobbleheads, and we're going out of business. Save us with a bobblehead. And then American Family Insurance is like, yeah, we did this one too. Oh, I don't know this. They're always tr- Dave, trying to make people's dreams come true. Dave had a uh, his license plate was two fisted. Um, mm-hmm. He got the license plate two fisted. What does that mean? It refers to the two fisted slobber slobberer, who's like a guy they used to put on the Brewers jumbotron. They'd go, "Hey, don't drink and drive. Don't be the two f- or like be courteous or something. Don't be a two fisted slobber." And it showed a guy with a beer in each hand, being like, "I'm real drunk." Okay, so what statement does this license so plate make that he like slipped it past the DMV, and he's got a license plate that is like I am I'm a, a drunk, drunk driver, man, which is hilarious. <laughs> he doesn't strike me as a drunk man. Uh, not when he's barbering. No. Mm, okay, is that what the verb of? I would go today. I would always wave off. <sighs> Everyone who there was always an old guy at the end. It was either Bill or the other. Oh, they were always changing out old guys. (laughs) I have to admit, I hope it was for good reasons. They had because there were four chairs and they all had the people's names on Mm -hmm. them. But then the one at the end just said "old guy," and that was that was one of a few people. And I would I would be like recast an old guy. Everybody, you want to come up here? And I'd be like, this National Geographic is pretty good. I'm gonna wait until it kind of feels like a, a the way sports teams do lines. It's like. Right by the door, boom! Your hottest line one, Colleen. That is line two yeah. is uh, Dave or the other guy, and then towards the end, is that how barbershops work? That is actually how it works. Oh, they did set it up, chair one, because Colleen owns that barbershop. Good for her. She bought it. She didn't own it when I started going there, but oh. she owned it by the end. This woman's been cutting my hair since I was a child, except for the years where I buzzed it on my own, or the years where I just took a scissors and the mirror and like had had to bend funny to try and cut it on my own. I had probably the most bad haircuts. Maybe not. I haven't had the worst haircut of all time, but I've had the most different bad haircuts that a (laughs) child could have. Did I tell you that? How I went to the barber. I was probably like a sophomore in high school, and I went in, and Dave goes, he's like, I was like, you know, just make it real short. I don't remember how. I was like, I I said I want a buzz cut, and he went, "Um, same length all the way around or flat top? And I was in the moment, I was like, uh... And I was like, same length all the way around. That sounds silly. That's not how people <laughs> wear their hair. So I was like, I think I have a flat top. And then he gave me a flat top. And I you was were just... probably thinking longer on top. Yeah. Because it's like the top's kind of flat no matter what you do. Right. I was kind of like, oh, like that's kind of a look. And then he was like, there's your flat top. And I was like, well, it's a flat. I couldn't be I like. I love that that's how. Mm, I, I wasn't going to be like, actually, I am, I am a moron. Please cut my hair again. So I was just like. Yeah, you did a good job on the flat, on the top. flat top. Unfortunately, I am horrified, but 
I like how he just assumes a child was like, it's a coin toss. Kid asked for his hair buzzed in, you know, 1998. Like, give me a coin. I, it's a flat top or a, what every other person's wearing. Also, he knew that I didn't have a flat top. He knew that I didn't. Going in there, you right. clearly hadn't had a flat top. So, so he thought you were making this huge decision and just, just on a co- yeah, forgot he, to mention. He thought the way I was going to make the decision was by going buzz cut. He goes flat top. I go, obviously. Where that's not. I would have gone in and I'd go, Dave, I gave it a lot of thought. I uh, <laughs> I talked to my rabbi this week. He agrees. I'm going with a flat top. That would wrote have... out my will. <laughs> oh, boy. Dave. Okay. Well, that, Adam. Was, that was fun. Uh, I, if you are listening, you're probably annoyed that we've had nothing to do with the title uh, so far. But <clears throat> if you're ever in the Monona area and need your hair cut, there's a little uh, inside information for you. So there's only been... Maybe a thousand documentaries, a thousand mo- you know, what? news specials. I just I'm introing my question, goddamn. All right, it's it's highly accurate. I think point. it's well. I feel a little embarrassed, uh, which is the name of the show. Is uh, Adam outs himself? Really? <laughs> um, I kind of don't know much at all about OJ. Oh, I really I know there was a glove, and a knife, and a Bronco chase, and a woman. Yeah, and uh, to and you know, that's kind of all I know. He's a sports guy. You know, the girls with the butts. Dad defended him. I guess um, yep, that's that's, just, that's as much as I know. Okay, so yeah, OJ, OJ's in the news right now. OJ's hot. Yeah, why did they find new information? No reason. No They're just reason. like oh boy, that remember how great our lives were at that point. I think as a society, we were like we're due for another celebrity murder, and then. 2013 came and went, still nothing, still nothing, and then Hollywood went. You know what? Let's just do OJ again. Let's just reboot seems, OJ. Right, a lot of reboots. So they did. They recently did the 30 for 30 documentary, and they did the FX show what on it. What was the big one? The FX. The FX one was uh, that's like a 10 episode miniseries, very dramatic, not that good. I feel like. People are like, this is the best because it's got a famous cast and it's like, it's a story. Cast? Reenacting? Yeah. The FX thing was... Reenactments. I wouldn't even call it reenactments. Was it a film based on the... It's a what miniseries. It's a Oh, it's a miniseries. It's like... I just pictured like Cuba a multi-part documentary. What no, no, would you no. call that? That's a, that's a docuseries. Oh, that makes sense. So that's the thirty for thirty. That's like a five part docu series. I watched the first episode with my girlfriend. She was it was all about like OJ in high school and then college and the changing Los Angeles um racial tensions and landscape and people moving there. And she was like, This is incredibly boring. I was into it because I'm like, I could watch um you know, I, it, I it's interesting to me to watch OJ Simpson win the Heisman and become famous and get drafted by the Bills. But she's sitting there, and he's like, "She's like, nobody's getting murdered. I don't know why." Girlfriend, by the way, is a big fan of murder. Um, <laughs> is she not? I don't know. That's that's a way she, to say it. I saw today over at her house reading um, mm. a book titled "All the Missing Girls" or something. All the missing girls. Yeah, I, I feel like w- women, young girls, are just intentionally diving headfirst into all these things. About missing women, and they're just terrifying themselves. Like, ah, I got a roommate in college, and even when it's a girl, it, it's gonna, she's gonna kill me or try to have sex with me. Remember yeah. that? I feel like even the, yeah, it's all every every book they're reading is about 
someone getting raped, someone getting murdered, someone getting murdered, then raped, or raped, then murdered. It's all that's that's a big, big genre, top selling genre. R and M. What? Uh, there's one author, Jody Jody Pickolt or something. Pickett? Pickle? Ah, uh, it's in that pink pinkle. Pinkle. Both my mother, Jody Pinkhole, Jody Charlie. Pinkhole, and uh, my mother Come and on. my and my girlfriend. I feel like they're always. That's like every. It's oh, like, P P I C U L T. I feel like I've seen pickle. I don't know. All right, it's whatever. like the the female Stephen King, mm. and she's like instead of. I don't know what is Stephen King like dogs, camping trips in alcohol maybe. Oh, in the is books. He? In the books. Oh, I just meant as like a guy. Oh, is he? Is Stephen King an alcoholic? I don't know. I thought I just assumed. I feel like he could be wrong. In my mind, well, the character in Misery was a writer, right? And he was all like, kind of an alcoholic. Is that a Stephen King novel? Misery, I think. Right? Okay, I don't know. Pretty either. sure it is. I don't know much either. Kujak, Cujo, I don't know. Uh, Cusack. That's it, John Cusack. <laughs> I, I believe that John Cusack is based off a Stephen King novel. Uh, <laughs> he got real inside baseball with the whole but I think Hollywood. Jody Jody Pickle. That's the the female Stephen King, and Stephen King is the Steven Spielberg of books. Does that sound? Uh, yeah. These these. I so mean, you gave offered information on things <laughs> I didn't necessarily need, uh, but it, you know, for the younger younger people that discover this t- in all the rubble. Um, if I were taking an SAT and I wrote that into the margins, would I get a lot of a lot of points for that uh, comparison? I think it's apt. All right. Sounds pretty apt to me. So, oh yeah, we've had two. Uh, I'm not going to even explain two what happened. Recent. Two recent ones, like within. You're just gonna. There's too much history on the documentaries themselves, <laughs> so we can't get breaking. into the story. Yeah. So the the FX one, yeah, that's like people acting it out. So that's like Cuba Gooding Jr. is OJ Simpson, which uh, I think other people have made this observation, but it's not believable because his head isn't enormous. OJ Simpson, big fucking head. You ever see this guy? No. Was see he a picture head? Does he belong on he the looks, desk of Dave? He, yes. On the counter. Absolutely. He could have won him. Yeah. You buy a, the right Sunday ticket to a brewer game. I feel like, tell me, nope, taking it all back. I was going to say that would feel weird to me to have, uh, well, obviously an O.J. Simpson bobblehead, but I don't know. It feels like a weird statement to have, like, uh as just a, the whitest Dave ever to have like some black guy bobblehead. I just feel like it'd be like, oh, look at this bo- bobblehead. Sounds like an insult. Like I'm like some weird old man racist oh. shit to be like, yeah. Uh, you think having a black person bobblehead on your desk could be racist? No, not. I mean, not if it was just a black person. With, you know, <laughs> just, be like, who's that? It's a, a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's my favorite. Race. I just had trouble picturing <laughs> Dave with the. This is why I wanted to pull back. Yeah, I'm just like try- I don't think I'm you looking have, for reasons to be offended you so that I can OJ scrap all of this. Yeah. Um, could you grab another beer? Uh, They're not supposed to know that, but yeah. Sorry. So are we are we not open that we drink on this podcast? I mean, are, are we hiding that from the listeners? Thank well, you. my mom could listen. <laughs> you, you told us all that your mom got... got a boob job, but you won't let your mom... Well, anyway. Well, if she's still listening at this point... She was fine with it. Put the drinkings when she's going to get off board. Let's move on. Two beers on a Wednesday? Okay, I'm sorry. So, all right, so here's what's going on with OJ. OJ. Now, that is a problem when we do it at the same time. Big drink, two at once. All right. Um, We're both drinking out of the same beer. That was the weirdest part of it. So, OJ, he's playing for USC, the Trojans. Oh, I know. 
They're out in L.A. He's becoming a star. Wins the Heisman <sighs> Trophy. He's unbelievable. <sighs> Gets drafted by the team everyone ga- dreams of getting drafted by, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, boy. Uh, I feel like there was some heavy sarcasm there. Yeah, nobody likes the Buffalo. All I was right. reading an article at work for five hours yesterday. Um, Long article. Not really. Whatever I whatever I find out, I'm always like, I think I'm a kind of fast reader. Then I'll be I'll read like a longer article. I'll Articles be like, that was my forever. morning. Yeah, I, I'm right. just like I don't know how many pages that was, but I I guilt myself for not reading news stories, just like seeing headlines and be like, I can fill in the missing pieces. Be like, oh no, guy, and then like you know you can't see the rest, and I'm like, I think I know what happened there. Yeah, you ever read a piece of investigative journalism uh, and you're just like, ah, oh, the amount of work they clearly yeah, put into this it, is it makes, exhausting. It makes me not want to uh, not want to read. That's what the news does. It doesn't make me want to buy a gun. The news doesn't make me want to, you know, <laughs> move. The news just makes me want to quit reading. Who are these people? People are like, the media drums up all this. Uh, they're so dramatic and they strike fear in everyone. Who are these people watching the news and like, Going out and buy, yeah, they go out and buy a gun because the news showed them a scary picture. I, What's I, going out of their head? I, boy. All right, so OJ. So we got OJ, plays for the Bills for a while. I don't know. He was Fine. good in the NFL. He was one of the. Oh, he was football. That's right. I have a picture football. basketball. That's why really? I said swoosh earlier. That was fun <laughs> doing sound effects while you're talking. No, he was. Uh, He's running back, figured it out. I think he had some bad hands in his early seasons. Mm. Then they'd, they'd feed him the rock. Did well. Never won anything with him. Oh, what I was going to say, I was reading this article. It was... Uh, Can the, I interject? Yeah. If you're ever on the, the field like, and you say, like, hey, you know, feed me the rock, I feel like you're implying that you're going to drop it. <laughs> Be like, all right, I'll throw you the football, but when you say rock, you have to promise me that <laughs> so, you're not intending to drop it. Sounds too heavy. It sounds way heavy. Well, throw me the rock would sound like you're going to drop it, but give me the rock is going to is like I'm going to wrap that thing up okay. and I'm just going to be smashing through people. Okay, that makes sense. Is that more the context that people use it in? Give yeah, me the rock. Yeah, you if you give him the rock like that's your running that back. Makes sense. Just like give him the rock. Like- just hand it to him and he's going to go bulldoze some people. Okay. Fred Flintstone style. All right. Glad um, we got that out of the I didn't mean anything. Okay. So he... I'm way out of sports. Never heard that. Uh, so he's he's playing for the Bills. He's also acting. He's making a name for himself. Uh, I don't know what he was in. Benson? I'm not sure. But um, he's... People know him. People love him. Because that big head? Uh, I don't... I think big heads make you, the camera like you. Uh, no, I feel like a lot of Hollywood people I have big don't heads. Thinks his head is his head is cartoonish. Okay. It's a it's like when you ask a child. People love cartoons. Yeah, like you when you know when a kid's like, "Hey, here's you and you and mommy," and he hands you a picture, and you're like, well, "I don't know you." Uh, but he does that, and it's like a then guy you're at like, the beach caricaturizing you. Right. It's, it's like, like it's like little foot, <laughs> little foot, accurate. torso, beach, guy. and then a. Big old head with like three eyes, and you're like, "All right, that's polite, but not really." You know, yeah, you can't get away with that at a certain age. That's a fun thing to do if you're like a 14 year old. You're drawing these horrendous pictures of someone that you're like, well, "I can't, I can't call you out on this because you might have a problem." But anyway, uh, <laughs> so I guess OJ, there was stuff. 
it's the, the documentary they got into like the racial stuff early on where they're like people would be like OJ uh, you know how people are racist and OJ would be like no I don't know what you're talking about people aren't racist uh, uh, it's not that and they'd be okay. like hey OJ you know how you're a black hero and he'd be like nah I'm not a black hero I I'm just OJ Simpson I, 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 well I, okay here's the thing like it probably just Seemed like a good career move to be like, I don't know anything about this racism. That's when what it's it was, like the yeah. people, you're right. And I mean, as a what, because he was like, I want to be in Gillette commercials and I want to sell, you know, oversized hats and I want to get all the endorsements. Um, so I think he was just like, I'm just going to not touch the whole race thing. I'm going to be kind of a sellout. And then people are like, hey, OJ, we kind of hate you for it. And then, but I mean, as a white person, yeah. especially if you're if you're a white person who just kind of doesn't get it you're not paying super close attention when a black guy's just like what white people are racist that doesn't sound right it's probably very comforting to you yeah white people like, are like, that's, oh my god oh, what a relief funny. right and then the not black... even a relief it's just like okay there's no there, there's no uh spike in the needle there like nothing to work right right people don't like uh packers they got this new tight end he was a patriot last year martellus bennett and he's uh he's one of these woke fellas He's out there. He's, like, trying to make a difference, and he's always being like, hey, we got problems in the schools and on the streets and stuff. And uh, everyone's always like, oh, shit, like, this guy, he's, he's like, a really intelligent guy who's, like, making good points. But what has that done to his career? Is that... So far, he's, like, been one of the best guys in terms of branding himself. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's always this bit of, like, teams going, ooh, should we sign this guy? He's going to, like... Say things, and then we have to deal with that. So this is the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. We're not going to get into that, but that's absurd. Uh, we're not like a racial podcast. That's not. Uh, I don't think anyone tuned in expecting that. But. <laughs> a huge race. <laughs> race. We're such a non-racial podcast that when I said the word race by itself, I still pronounced it race. Um, mm-hmm. And I pictured a black man winning. Uh, that was a little hacky, but kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so big head here is, doesn't believe in uh, a lot of ideas in that thick head, but racism isn't one. So they're loving him on TV, movies. We got to jump ahead here a little. Sorry, Who's yeah, this? This is taking a while. So he's dating uh, this gal. I don't even know. Is she is she white? Is she black? She's white. Okay. She so OJ retires. He's in movies. He's living large out in Los Angeles. He's back in his hometown where they love him, Trojanville, as they call it out there. Uh, I doubt it, but <laughs> so. OJ, what's he do? He uh, Trojanville he's, he's, is Troy, right? Huh? Trojanville's <laughs> Troy. That's it. That's what I'm thinking of. So OJ, I think he's probably in his mid 40s, and uh, he's dating, you know, this cute white girl, Nicole. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. Nicole. Pretty sure it's Nicole. And uh, not dating. Oh, they get they're married. Then they get divorced. Oh, OJ, he's sad. He divorced her. It's a year later. He's got some kids with her. She's, How long have they been married? Is there a big money? Is they there... were married for, I don't know, long enough to have two kids or something. Okay. I so think he's probably two, got some other kids years. with some other folk or something. Gotcha. So, folk. Tom Folk. Just yeah. <laughs> Dave the Barber. And... <laughs> so, two kids. Is it is the divorce in the news? Is it like, oh, this huge, she wants all his money and he wants none of, like, you I know, think, well, none so, of her hair. Something like I, think I don't know what they have a divorce, and uh, during the marriage, I think she called the cops something like thirty times and was like, 
hey, OJ's uh, trying to kill me again. Hey, he's uh, smacking me around. Hey, you know how this guy likes hitting me? He's up to no good in the neighborhood. Um, and the cops would come up and they'd be like, oh, OJ, you're silly. And they just put another sticker on his helmet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know about sports. A little bit. So then they're divorced. They're divorced a few years. They got some kids together. And uh, OJ, he goes over one day to, I don't know, drop off the groceries or something. He's like, hey, good, come to check on you. She's with her boyfriend, whatever it is. And uh, he murders the shit out of him. Um, oh, okay. Like, like real bad. Like a lot of murdering. And uh, I think the th- as the theory goes, he was stabbed. Both. Who was the guy was stabbed? Boyfriend. They were both stabbed to death. And I think uh, so. There's something I heard. This one theory where it's like the way in which he stabbed them indicated it's like that's not how someone stabs someone to death if they're just like trying to kill he stabbed him like a bunch of times rapidly which indicated he probably was on like PCP or something that's that's a thing I don't know seven people believe or something Um, but that's what I believe (laughs) okay so your biggest conspiracy theory is that people on PCP stab differently I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory if you're like this guy murdered this person and then they're like why'd they murder him and you're like well, this would indicate that it yeah. was drugs. And this. But I, I mean, it's not like you have a better technique. Why can you go faster on PCP? Because it's PCP. I don't know if it's faster. He's I fast think, anyway. He's well, an athlete. I don't think it like improved his stabbing performance. I think it was something like. <laughs> Boy, that's a supplement. <laughs> you could really market to prisons, huh? We'll increase your. Are you suffering from low T? In prison. This improved. Okay, you get you get uh, kind of what I'm going for here. Not a lot of sunlight in prison. Low T. So testosterone. Um, we want it, right? I guess we it, want, it's I, what's killing us. Ah, mm. that's why we die earlier than women. It's testosterone. So well, they're, they're like, hey, it sucks to not you know fuck everything that moves. You married old dog. Um, it's like yeah, but I don't know that it's just that I can't get hard. That's not the only reason I'm not stepping every. <laughs> Every broad on the block. So I don't get the whole low T thing. I don't get why you need more. Um, it's just killing you. And uh, do you really want to be the toughest guy at the PTA meeting? Like, <laughs> uh, so tell me. I'm gonna sound like a like a loony for one moment here, but uh, I think I heard one time people get they take all this low T medicine. I heard if you get a lot of sunlight on your junk. That that like five minutes of sunlight, your testosterone goes through the roof. Really? I think you can just go on like uh, on the top of an apartment building. And <laughs> Anybody's just apartment sun- building? Yeah, and for, and for Folks, half an hour. Stick to your apartment building if at all possible. <laughs> the voice of reason on the podcast. Anyway, okay, so I'm gonna fact check that later. By the way, just. Suntan the ball. I get you know. I I, know. I seems... am not going to stand by that as a statement, but I I heard that once or something. I have it in my head that if you needed to like, I don't know. Improve that's the other thing. Well, yeah, why? I don't know. If you need, be mad. Why would you need it? We don't know. So I think that's part of OJ's problem. Too much testosterone. He's just always because mm. these people. Yeah, I mean they've always got an outlet for this testosterone. Then they retire and they're like, I'm going to smack smack some folk around, and that not healthy. Yeah. Uh, so he goes over. He murders Nicole and this other guy. Nobody – see, I don't know the name of this other guy. 
and uh, I don't think it's other just people how OJ wanted it. <laughs> people are just, it's just, there's some other guy who got murdered by OJ in like the biggest trial, and everyone's like, oh, and like Eduardo or whatever. So, and okay, was he like, here? Here's a question Was he a white fella, or you said Eduardo? Was he a minority? I think they're both both POC, as they say, uh, partner of crime, um, prisoner of corrections. Anyway, so yeah, I think OJ goes over there, kills a couple of white folks, and then uh, the cops come over and they're like, Phew, "These people murdered pretty bad," and uh, they call up OJ, and they're like, "OJ, your wife died," and OJ goes, "Ah." Oh, Oh, man. Okay, thanks for calling. Ex-wife, right? Ex-wife, ex-wife. Yeah. And so, he and so yeah, that's like a thing. And the FX thing, they're like, oh, what did OJ say when he called? It's like, he didn't ask any questions. He didn't want to know how she died. Ooh. Cause it's not that crazy, is it? She's ah. like, oh, my God, she died. Well, I guess it is. Yeah, someone, if yeah, someone calls you up. And I like, take it all back. Yeah, this 30-year-old woman you know just died. You wouldn't My go. question would be unexpectedly. <laughs> it's kind of the only part I care about. Uh is if if we if anybody saw it coming. <laughs> so I had a question, but I'm so happy how much you love that. I forgot my question. Oh, sh- oh okay. OJ um had no question. Oh, so, uh, I think people though respond differently to all these situations. Not yeah. saying you wouldn't have a question, but my uh, my my aunt, uh, my aunt, uh, however you want to say it, passed away, and um, you know she wasn't crazy old, but she had a diabetes and kidney failure and uh, all this stuff. And when uh, people came to take her body, my uncle was there, mm-hmm. and one of the like corners of people taking her away goes, "Are you all right? You look like you just saw a ghost," and he's like. I just found my dead wife. What are you talking about? Yeah, no shit. And like, this is a person that collects dead bodies for a living. Yeah, you'd think they'd uh, be a little sensitive to that. I think they'd have seen someone look a little surprised. Yeah, I, I do. I, I'll agree with you. I hate that judging people's react because OJ could have been just like, he gets, he gets the information, shock. total shock, just like, goes, all right, shit, man. Like, yeah, um, probably, probably figures that if they knew. She was murdered or something that they would have led with that. He's probably just like, or you hear that, you picture, oh, it's a car crash. Well, you know, right. that's, I don't like. I've heard people, yeah, people like that can't be some, the crux. Something of your, traumatic the... happens to some woman. That's not like the point. No, no, no I'm case, aware but, of that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, something traumatic happens to someone, and they're describing it back, and they're like laughing as they tell it because they're just like out of their mind, you know. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, that person, what a bad person. It's just like, well, they're handling trauma. Just yeah. that's how. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I could picture myself. I pictured myself responding this way because I picture myself acting poorly. <laughs> I picture hello. Click. I made a really surprised look <laughs> and didn't even respond to the cop. I just hung up because I'm just like, oh, this is my life now. I would do that if I was trying to get away with murder. Cop calls, uh, Mr. Simpson. Yeah. Holy moly, that is a lot loud of thunder. Outside. Um. Cop calls, Same answer thing. the phone. They go, Mr. Simpson. You go, hey, this is Mr. Simpson. They go, your wife died. You go, what? Joey, shut the fuck up. Get out of here. You hang up the phone. <laughs> oh, there you go. The kind of, you, you just, you're like, yeah. you, you, you prank it again. You prank it. Joey's just the name of your 
brother or someone? Yeah, the guy who always calls and pranks hey, you. Dave. The cops call back and they're like, no, no, your wife died. And you're like, mm, ah. But then, the, then their follow-up questions might be like, do you know anyone that would want to murder your wife? And be like, no. And be like, well, then who is this person that's been calling and saying that your <laughs> wife has been murdered <laughs> to the point where you're indifferent? No, no, no. You, you misunderstood. Joey calls up once a week, tells you something, someone you know died. It's not uh, always your wife. Right. Last week it was your mother. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that'd be a fun thing to discuss in court. So they go, okay, there's a bunch of blood around here. Let's go it's around. Everywhere? There's a bunch, just a lot of blood. They're like, there's a bloody glove. They go, there's blood on OJ's car. Like the handle of OJ's car. Which was there? Or? In, I think in front of OJ's place. I think oh. they went over to OJ's and they're like, oh, yeah, like there's some blood on your car. There's blood. Uh, Could they tell? That's Could, a good question. When the so fuck they, they did DNA? The blood. They had DNA well, tested. before that, yeah. So they. By like 10 years. I think, so here's, if I'm remembering this correctly, they took the blood from the car handle. That matched the blood of one of the people that got murdered. The chances of that happening by happenstance, like the DNA match, it was something like one in 10, million, 10 billion people. Okay, so is this because the DNA testing was a little more new? It was a little less accurate that they're like, we're pretty sure, we're like really sure, no. but not 100%? Well, think of it this way. It was like one in, it was like something like one in a billion. Let's mm-hmm. say, let's say it was one in a billion that one in a billion people, their blood would match this blood. Okay. And yeah, they yeah, went, yeah. so There's... it's possible that this is one of six people in the world and it just happens that the blood is the same. Right. Every fucking action, like, they're like, there is no way that the blood on this car was not. It, they're yeah. just like, we tied OJ's car to the blood mm-hmm. at the crime scene. There's also this glove covered in blood with some DNA on it. Yeah. So they're. So, Where was the glove at the scene? At the crime scene. He didn't. Wa- he Boy, didn't wash there's off. a lot of. Where is the glove? Yeah, I think the gloves at the crime scene. So that's the glove. Yeah, this is jumping ahead, but later on in the case, that's the whole. That's the famous thing, where uh, so the defense has Johnny Cochran, and they got this weird plastic surgery looking dude. Who's John? Well, I don't know why the name Johnny Cochran to me is a musician. No, no, Johnny Cochran. He's like famous black lawyer. It's real brilliant lawyer. Uh, you know, in Seinfeld, you're telling me he can't play any instrument. <laughs> you know, Jackie Childs in Seinfeld. Yeah, he's Johnny Cochran. Okay, same character. Mm-hmm. So in the Seinfeld episode, when he goes, Kramer, his caddy's like, "Have her try the bra on." She's got to try the bra on. She tries the bra on. She's like, "The bra doesn't fit." And then. Uh, they're like, oh, bra doesn't fit. You win the case in Seinfeld. That's the same as uh, OJ. They're like, so there's the black guy on the prosecution, mm-hmm. and they bring him on a little bit into the case. So at one point in the case, so there's the main prosecutor. She's some girl with hair nobody likes. Everyone's like, this girl's a bitch. Um, she's got like, <laughs> okay, yeah, she's I... got like people are like she's she's ugly, and then she gets a haircut halfway through the trial. And everyone's like, look at her stupid fucking haircut. Oh, God. Okay. It's a, it's a madhouse. And now we all watch these documentaries and footage, and we don't like anybody's haircut. It was the 90s. Right. So. Right. But it's still Erroneous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Got to be said in court every now and then. Erroneous. <laughs> I, I yell that out every time I'm in a court. It sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Erroneous, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Something or another. So what happened? So it's it's a lady with the hair and some chubby guy. Chubby guy, I think day one of court, he gets all flustered, and he's like, oh, oh your honor, the defense, uh, and he has like a stroke or something. What? Live TV. It's like opening day of the case. This guy just like has a panic attack or something. Falls. Those two are very different things, by the way. It's like, what a <laughs> he, what a nerdy douche had a stroke. It's like, well, that's a little less. I think it's something with his heart. He passed. Okay. Falls on the floor. They're like, well, he's he's not coming back. He's off the case. They bring in uh, the black dude. And Johnny. they're like, huh? Hmm? Johnny. Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Johnny Cochran, he's representing OJ. Oh, okay. I thought he was the uh, yeah. prosecution. So Johnny Cochran's representing OJ along with some other weird guys. And they're the the dream team defense. So Johnny Cochran, he's like, I want to make this all about race. He's like, us black folks, we're getting screwed by the cops. And then you got OJ's team, and they're like, well, let's get us a black guy. So they bring in the guy from This Is Us, um, the adopted son on This Is Us. He comes in. And uh, and he's like, did you guys bring me in because I'm black? And the, the woman's like, no, you're a good lawyer. And he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds right. So he, they, I think they eventually, like, fuck or something. But the judge and. Uh, no, not the judge. What did you say? The judge is an Asian man. Um, It's. Uh, no judgment <laughs> here on this side of the podcast. How about in the right channel? Yeah, so it's the lady with the hair. And the adopted son from This Is Us. Okay. They have sex. They're trying to... And it got in her hair. They're the prosecution. the hair off. Prosecution. So then there's... Uh, so then OJ... I, I didn't even process what you said. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Move on. I, I, I'm... So that OJ, his defense is uh, Johnny Cochran, Nathan Lane, um, Kim Kardashian's dad, Must have and... And uh, John Travolta. So, uh, what? Well, half of these are who they're portrayed by. K- Kardashian. Okay, fair enough. He's David Schwimmer in the documentary. Oh, interesting. His character is the best in the series because the whole time he's like, "Juice." He keeps going. He's like, "Juice." They said you murdered her. That's crazy, Juice. David Schwimmer's like, "Oh my God, we gotta get you off." And OJ's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's get me off." And then later, David Schwimmer's sitting there the whole time watching the case, and he's like. Well, the, well, this is weird. And he's like, OJ, did you, did you murder your ex-wife? And OJ's like, nah, does that sound like me? And at the end of the thing, David Schumann's like, Juice, you very clearly murdered your ex-wife. Is he hurt? Is he like, he felt betrayed by OJ? Yeah, because the, the whole time he's like, I can't believe they're trying to screw you. And then he like sits in court and they're like, clearly OJ Simpson murdered his ex-wife. And David Schumann's like, yeah, that seems pretty obvious, but he's also my buddy. That's so strange. So, did they know each other before in real life? Are they just painting they the like, Kardashian father as a better guy than he was? No, no, no. By... They were like good friends. Okay. They were like close. Oh, weird. That was the weirdest part. I'm like, why is OJ Simpson hanging out with Robert Kardashian, a man who got like, he dyed his hair gray in one spot? It's very strange. So, they go through this trial. They keep being like, yeah, so here's another reason that O.J. murdered uh, his ex-wife. Here's another reason. And then the prosecution's like, uh, yeah, but you think that because he's black. And then 
the defense is like, well, that or no, the defense says that, and the prosecution's like, that's not all that relevant. And they're like, it's what a white person would say. And they're like, well, this guy's black. And they're like, it's what a white person would say. <laughs> so that's kind of how the whole trial goes. All right. Um, then at one point, there's this Mark Furman guy. Mark Furman, he's the worst person in the world. Okay. This becomes very apparent. So the whole thing is like, yeah, you have some good evidence, but we could prove that they're like the cops clearly framed O.J. Simpson. That's kind of the whole defense. And they go, you know, the glove was planted by the cops. There's reason to believe this and that. Furman, he hates black people. And they so they go out and they find – I'm very confused. This part of the – I wasn't watching closely. It was something like Furman wrote a play where he used the N-word like a hundred times or something. Whoa, he right. goes out. They have a recording of him. They just have they go find a recording of him like in South Carolina one time being the most racist person on tape for like an hour. So they go, Mark Furman, the guy who found all this evidence, is a huge racist. They're like, nobody can question that. And everyone's like, yeah, Mark Furman sucks. Uh the one guy, so the black guy on the prosecution. The whole time he was like, this Furman guy seems really racist. Let's not put him on the stand. And they're like, it doesn't matter if he's racist. He's a key witness. You don't know what you're talking about. And the black guy's like, no, this guy's like a racist. I can tell. They put him on the stand. Blows up in their face. They're like, this is this guy used the N-word a million times. So then. on the, Really? Not on the stand. Oh, Jesus. Okay. In the in the rook- right. Yeah. That would be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, Furman, Furman tried to frame O.J. Simpson. Clearly, he hates a black man in power. So then they call Furman back. Furman goes up, and they're like, hey, uh, Furman, what, uh, what, who, what's your deal? And he's like, I plead the fifth. And they're like, oh, okay, uh, what did you have for dinner last night? And he's like, I plead the fifth. And they're like, what are you talking about, man? And he's like, I plead the fifth. And they're like, okay, well, whatever. So then the prosecution, they all gather, or the defense, God damn it. They all gather, and they're like, they walk up, and they go, did you frame O.J. Simpson for murder? And he goes, I plead the fifth. They go, that's our only question. They walk back. So this guy, he goes up there. His whole thing is he's just going to, he's because he's got a he's got his own lawyer, and his lawyer's like, you are the most racist person. Do not say anything. So the defense just goes hey you framed him for murder right and he's like i'm not gonna say anything so then that's that loses them the case that and the glove thing and they blow it oj's innocent ba-boom ba-boom he gets out people are sad people are happy people are rioting people are having barbecues okay was it, it was pretty clear ra- racial divide on and he did or didn't he didn't do it at that point based on what was known he, I think... I think it's changed now, but... I think the kind of thing... It's kind of like black people, particularly in Los Angeles, very much believed he was framed. Okay. But, I mean, now I think it's kind of like everybody looks back and they're like, that was... Yeah, we, we missed the mark on that. Um, so, so, like, people thought he the murder happened as to frame him, or it was just a murder happened, and then after the fact they framed him? It's not like they're yeah. saying the Los Angeles Police Department killed these two people, right? They? No. Well, that's the whole thing, is, like, it's if like, you don't believe that O.J. murdered his wife, 
then you've got to go down this whole like all the assumptions you're making are lunacy. Here's one of the crazy things: Mark Furman, proven just like his whole the reason anyone in America knows who he is is because he blew the OJ case as the most racist cop out there. He goes on to have a career as a Fox News analyst. What? That's not. That sounds like a joke. It does sound like a it's joke. It's just some guy who's like, hey, everybody, I use the N-word. And then he gets a job on Fox News. <laughs> I didn't know that. For how long? I don't know. Eight years or something? Damn. Like, he was like, okay. a, he he was was like a, guy. a guy. There's clips of online. They're like, Mark Furman, what do you think of the, the president? The guy who He's notoriously... Like, it was bet not even just racist, but like chose like oh every time I speak pub like I d- incriminate myself. Yeah. Let's put him in a role where he's doing nothing but speaking. Right? They're like this guy can't talk in court because he's too racist to speak out loud. <laughs> and then Fox News was like, "Love it. Let's put him on. He's our man. Give him a morning show. Wake up with Mark and the N word in the morning. That's good." <laughs> All right. So then OJ, he uh, later he sells someone his memorabilia, then breaks into their house and tries to steal it. That's why he's in prison. Oh now. yeah, what? Yeah, right. Mm. Didn't he? Wait, who wrote a book that oh, was a million people? Did wrote he a write book. a book that's like oh, I he, murdered that bitch? Yeah, or if I wrote a, he wrote a book called I murdered that bitch. Was that what it was titled? No, it wasn't titled. Like <laughs> it was like if I were to do it, right? It was called If I Did It. He if wrote a it? book. Yeah, which you could make the argument like, well, it's gonna. You know, even if it didn't – well, here's the thing. You you can't write that book and be a good person. You That's can true. You can write that book and not yeah. have murdered your wife, but you can't write that book and be not a piece of shit. That's a, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, there's no intrinsic – all the money goes to the Murdered Wives Foundation. Then it's like, okay – Nice, right. nice one. Yeah, that was that, a nice thing to do. No, that was just him making money, and then he's in prison. He's eligible. Was he a good guy in high school? Like, was he always just kind of like doing shitty sh- stuff? Uh, I think in the the documentary, I think it was the kind of thing where it was like, oh, you know, OJ and his two shithead buddies were smoking pot in the bathroom, and then his two shithead buddies got detention, and OJ ran for four hundred yards that day. Or something. Oh, it was okay. that. I think it was that kind of thing. Because like, I think he had a pretty good outward facing persona, mm-hmm. but was he's so real... I think yeah I think when you're successful or talented, people kind of behind the scenes go like, dude, knock it, knock it off. Like, we could you could really get in trouble for this, but uh, you know, come on, yeah, I'll overlook this. Just go, uh, you know. And then once you chase like that murder ball. someone, yeah, that's when they're kind of like, well, I'm not going to take that fall. Yeah, murder. Um, all right, I clearly want to get it's uh, it's running late, but yeah. that, that was you know mildly helpful. Boy, you really summed it up in uh, I mean the chunk of it in the last ten minutes. You <laughs> kind of gave me the whole overview of yeah. We skipped the what whole car huge chase. We skipped uh, a, a lot of things. Oh, absolutely! What the <laughs> fuck? Oh, I feel so. We could do. What can I count on? We could do three hours on Cato Kalin, why he exists. Oh god! Uh, I feel like I've dominated the conversation. I've never heard. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was just an unemployed actor. Living in OJ Simpson's like house in his backyard. OJ Simpson had like a shack in his backyard, which is probably like a fine little apartment. And he's like, Oh, my buddy Cato Kalen lives back there. So I think he showed up and people were like, Cato, what do you know about the murder? And he's like, I don't know. I just live in this house for free. <laughs> and then he like went on to have a radio career or something. 
my God. Everyone that touched any part of this famous is famous. Yeah. Because it was must-see TV. It was like if all the Trump stuff going on currently, just everybody right now that can't watch anything but Trump stuff, if all that were just about a murder case, how exciting that would be where you're like, mm-hmm. there is tangible shit that happened. Someone's going to prison or they're not. That's It was that kind of focus, but all just on the O.J. Simpson case. And then people are getting in like chases on the highway. It's it would have been fun. I'm sad I missed it. Yeah, when early nineties, ninety two. I think I was a, a born, but it was uh, between ninety and ninety two. Not taking my own big boy shits. Yeah. All right. Sorry if I talked too much. In this no, one. it's okay. Um, I still have some unanswered questions, but I guess that's what the computer's for. Um, yeah, we you got get... me started. I, I really appreciate it. We're running out of time. Um, I hope that was entertaining, uh, informative. Or whatever. Um, Charlie's about to get athlete's foot. I'm about to go grab another beer. So uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Yeah, that's it for me. Thanks. Yeah, that was fun.